Okay, everybody stand up, turn to someone and wish them a Merry Christmas. High five, hugs, slap them, you know, fist bumps. Just greet someone and say Merry Christmas this, this, this afternoon as we gather here. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. All right, have a seat after you've greeted at least three, four people. All right, we got a few seats up here in the front left here. If, if you could just squish in, if there's seats between you, squish in so we can just see where the empty seats are. We got a few seats over here on the left. Uh, and um, yeah, and we'll just kind of squish in wherever. Put a kid on a lap. We're just so glad you started your Christmas Eve here at New Life. We're glad you're here. We do this thing every week at New Life. Uh, it's, um, it, it's called the offering. And because we don't have a service tomorrow, we're going to take up the offering. But if you're a guest here, just pass the bag. Don't worry about it. But church family, if you came prepared to give, I'm going to invite the ushers forward right now to receive the offering. And they're going to come down and just start passing that thing. So if, if you're a guest here, just pass it. Don't worry about it. But church family, this is your chance. If you have to, if you want to put it in this envelope that's in the seat in front of you, we will give you a tax deductible receipt. So please, yeah, pass it. Let's get that going. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get that out of the way because we don't have a service tomorrow. So we're taking up this offering just because this is our, our weekend worship service here. And we're glad you're joining us. You might notice there's a few books and pamphlets. They're all over the church in the foyer there. If you want to grab one of those books, The Meaning of Christmas, What's Christmas All About, just feel free to grab any of those things that you see out. If you see them, grab them, take them home with you. They're there for you, a gift for you at Christmas. If you're a child, you should have received a little candle. Uh, we have about 50 of them, so they're floating around out there. There will be a time in the service later where you're going to come and bring your little candle and put it up here by the manger, but just... Have fun with it until that point, and when we sing Away in a Manger, uh, that's going to be your chance to bring the candle forward. So just enjoy that as we gather here today. I hope you have great plans for today, and we're glad you started it here. We're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, and we're going to sing, we're going to just hear the scriptures read. It's a simple service, and it will hopefully set the tone for your whole Christmas Eve, Christmas Day celebration. And so we're just glad that you're here and that you've joined us today. And those of you online, welcome. I hope you can enjoy the service as you watch it online. It's not as good as it is live, but if this is your option, we're glad if you're working and you're watching, great. And uh, so glad you're here. The scriptures we want to start with is the scriptures that were written 800 years before Christ was born. In the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah prophesied about this king, this Messiah, this anointed one that would come. In Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 7, there are prophecies which Christ fulfilled. And so just listen with me, and, and Zeke's going to come and light the candle here for me. Uh, all four candles representing hope, joy, peace, and love. And then the center candle is the Christ candle. Today we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And so we, we celebrate with the Advent wreath as well as with the classic songs and the scriptures. And so listen, as we look at these Prophecy which Christ fulfilled at his birth, Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness see a bright light. Light shines on those who live in a land of deep darkness. You have enlarged the nation. You have given them great joy. They rejoice in your presence as harvesters rejoice, as warriors celebrate when they divide up the plunder. For their oppressive yoke and the club that strikes their shoulders, the cudgel the oppressor uses on them, you have shattered as in the day of Midian's defeat. Indeed, 
Every boot that marches and shakes the earth and every garment dragged through blood is used as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us. A son has been given to us. He shoulders responsibility and is called extraordinary strategist, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. His dominion will be vast and he'll bring immeasurable prosperity. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom, establishing it and strengthening it by promoting justice and fairness from this time forward and forevermore. The Lord's intense devotion to his people will accomplish this. And in Isaiah 7:14 it says, For this reason, the sovereign master himself will give you a confirming sign. Look, this young woman is about to conceive and will give birth to a son. You, young woman, will name him Emmanuel. And Matthew tells us that means God with us. And we celebrate God's presence with us today as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Let us pray as we commit this service to the Lord. Oh, Lord Almighty, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. That you fulfilled these promises made 800 years before when you sent Jesus to be born of a virgin. And so we celebrate the birth and the arrival of God on earth today as we dedicate this Christmas Eve service to you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Everybody said, Amen. Let's continue to worship together. from Matthew 1, 18 to 25, the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. 
while his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband-to-be, was a righteous man, and because he did not want to disgrace her, he intended to divorce her privately. When he had contemplated this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child conceived in her in her womb, the child conceived in her womb, child, sorry, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This all happened so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did what the angel of the Lord told him. He took his wife, but did not have marital relations with her until she gave birth to a son whom he named Jesus. I'm 
Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus to register all the empire for taxes. This was the first registration taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone went to his own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David. He went to be registered with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds nearby, living out in the field, keeping guard over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all the people today. Your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among people with whom he is pleased. Day 
Luke chapter 2, 15, the continuation. When the angels left them and went back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, that the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and located Mary and Joseph and found the baby lying in a manger. When they saw him, they related what they had been told about this child. All who heard it were astonished at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these words, pondering in her heart what they might mean. So the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything was just as they had been told. I'm gonna invite the kids. Um, if you have candles, bringing over here, offer it in, in worship uh, during this next song.
Christmas is always such an exciting time. And it was exciting for Billy because Billy this Christmas had decided he was going to get his grandpa the best Christmas gift ever. See, grandpa seemed to have this innate ability to get him the greatest gifts. First Christmas he could remember, grandpa had given him this, this wonderful Cast iron, 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air. He had it on a shelf. He played with it for countless hours. The perfect gift. As he got older, he remembered that Christmas grandpa gave him that Swiss Army knife that had all those little things you could pull out. Scissors, file, bottle opener, screwdriver. It was so awesome. At his eighth birthday, grandpa gave him a fishing rod. And him and Grandpa went out, and he caught his first fish on that rod from Grandpa. And so, so Grandpa had given him all these good gifts. He said, this year, I'm going to get Grandpa the perfect gift. He had saved his money from his allowance. He had biked and picked bottles out of the ditch and taken them to the recycle depot and saved up. He had $32.45, and he was ready to get the perfect gift for Grandpa. So... He said to mom, let's go to Canadian Tire because grandpa's like tools, right? They went to the new Canadian Tire. Everyone been to the new Canadian Tire here? Billy was in the new Canadian Tire and, and he kind of lost his mom and he's wandering through the Canadian Tire and he sees a black jacket. That's mom's black jacket. And he goes and he, he grabs, hey mom. And, and this lady turns and it's not his mom. And suddenly Billy's freaked out because he got lost in Canadian Tire and he had to go to the front and say, yeah, can you, can you see if my mom is here? And then, you know, on the, on the uh, attention shoppers, there's a little boy named Billy here looking for his mother and his mom came with blushed, you know, cheeks and, you know, they came and they, they went through all the, the hardware and the tool aisles and, and Billy's looking at all these tools and he's like, wow, there's a lot of tools here. And he finds, it, hey, there's a cool tool, but then he remembers, you know, I think... I've been in Grandpa's shop, and he, he has one of these. And he starts to look, and pretty soon he's like, man, I don't think there's any tool that Grandpa needs here. Oh. So he goes home, failed. He says, you know, Mom, you know, maybe I can get Grandpa some clothes. So they go downtown to the clothes store, you know, and he's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get Grandpa a tie. 
And so he goes to that, that store, you know, and, it, and it, it's a nice store, which carries nice items. And he, and he finds this really cool tie, and he's like, hey, Mom, what about this tie? And she's like, well, that tie is $120, you know, because that store downtown is not cheap, you know. But there it is, you know, the, you know, the, that, you know this, it's a men's store. It's like silk. It's imported from, you know, from, from the, you know, the Middle East, you know. And, and he's like, well, I, don't, I only have $32.45. And then he, then he begins to remember, you know, I've, I, I've, I've hidden Grandpa's closet before. And he's got all these ties that hang in that closet. He probably doesn't need another tie. Oh, man. And then Billy thought, you know what? I'm going to get Grandpa a pen. And so he goes to the, to the store that sells, you know, stationery and, and pens and supplies like that. And, he, and he's looking at these pens. Of course, there's the 199 pens, and then there's the 599 pens. Then he finds the nice pens, you know. And, but, but, they're, but they're not $32.45. They're like $49.99. And then there's a pen for $129.99. He's like, what do you do with a pen for $129? You know, Billy's thinking, boy, you know. And, and then he remembers on Grandpa's desk is this big tin. And you know what's in that tin? It's full of pens. The harder Billy looked, the more discouraged he got. Because every time he got an idea, then he started to think about Grandpa and everything that he had in his house and all the things that he did. And he's like, he's, you know, he went to the fishing section. He's, he's looking at all the lures. And they're, oh, here's a five. Oh, Grandpa's got ten five of dimes. Oh, here's a little one that looks like a fish. He's got a whole tray full of those. And, and Grandpa doesn't, he's got all these already. What, what do I get for my Grandpa that he doesn't already have? And then it happened. Billy ran out of time. December 23rd hit. There was no more time to go shopping, so Billy hastily grabbed some paper and made a card for Grandpa, thanking him for being the best Grandpa ever. Merry Christmas, Grandpa. Put it in an envelope. Put it under the tree. That's all he got. That's all he could muster up, and he felt so down. Christmas came and the time around the tree, stockings, and finally Grandpa's gift's given to him and he opens up. And guess what? Grandpa gives him a brand new baseball glove, perfect size. The color he wanted, everything. He's like, oh, I can't believe it. And he's like, oh, this is so awesome, Grandpa. Yeah, woo-hoo! You know, and he's having a good time. Grandpa seemed to give everyone the right gifts. And then he gave Grandpa his card. Grandpa opened it up. and was like, wow, this is great. Thank you so much. But he's like, you know, Grandpa, I tried. I had $32.45 saved up, and everywhere I went, I just couldn't find the perfect gift for you, Grandpa. And Grandpa says to him, you already gave me the perfect gift. What do you mean? I gave you a car that I, I hastily made last night. I tried. I went here. I went there. I went there. And I looked. I looked. I looked. And like I could not find anything. The things I did find were too much. I couldn't get you the perfect gift. You gave me the perfect gift, Grandpa says. What do you mean, Grandpa? He's like, you know, Billy, when you open up that gift and I look at your face and I imagine you playing catch with me and playing catch with your dad and playing baseball with your brothers and sisters and your friends at church and, and, and I see games upon games of baseball being played just in your face as you open up that gift. When we went fishing with that rod, remember I gave you that one Christmas? When, when you caught your first fish, that was the greatest gift you could have given me. When we went camping and you pulled out the Swiss Army knife to cut the wood and to, to cut that rope that we needed to cut, yeah, that, that, that was the greatest gift to me, Billy. Just seeing you enjoy and receive my gift. 
And as Billy grew up, he would soon learn to discover that that is how God feels when we receive his gift. When we open up and, and, and accept what he's offered to us, the Father in heaven, God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, they look down and are like, yes. And they, it brings them great pleasure when we receive his gift. How could you have the best Christmas ever? If you would receive the gift that God offers you. The scriptures say in Ephesians 2 verse 8. Here. Hopefully there we go. For by grace you are saved. God offers the gift of salvation. Through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. God wraps his gift of grace. It was his son Jesus Christ. He arrived in a manger. He went to the cross. He died a, a death for sin. But then he rose again so that we can have life. This is the gift God offers to you that you can receive. It is a gift you can never pay him back for. You can never give back. You can never earn it. It's not about that. It's about just receiving. That's why he calls it grace. You don't deserve it, but it's just God saying, I love you so much. I want you to have this gift, my son. My son will die for you on the cross. He'll rise again so that you can have everlasting life through him. So if you believe in Jesus Christ for the promise of eternal life, you have received the greatest gift ever. And that is what brings God pleasure. When you and I receive his greatest gift, his son, Jesus Christ. So if you haven't, then that's the first thing I would suggest to you for Christmas, is open that gift. He wants you to receive that eternal life, that it only comes through him, his son, Jesus Christ. The second thing that if you've received that gift is now to, to share your gifts with others. You know, the wise men came and brought their best to Jesus. Can you imagine them pulling into Bethlehem? You know, it, it, Bethlehem is like this no-name, small, you know, it's like, you know, Kit Scotty or Marshall. You know, he's, he's pulling into these towns, you know, it's, oh, what's it here? Who knows? You know, there's not even a, you know, a 7-Eleven here, you know, but you're pulling into Bethlehem. Oh, is this where the king is? They, they don't care. They, they find the star points right to Jesus, and, and they bring gold, frankincense, more. They bring their best. Today we have people that may brew coffee for you. They brought their best. They greeted you. They brought their best. They're running the tech booth right there. They're bringing their best. The musicians, they're bringing their best. Some of you are going to go home to feast, and guess what? There's going to be men and women there bringing you their best. Why? They're, they're offering you their, their gifts of cooking, hospitality, and food. Others will give you their best as, as they share gifts that they've made for you. I, I don't know what that looks like, but, but, but we, we receive his gift, and then we share the gifts that God has given to us with others. That's why he's placed us here. That each of us has this innate potential. As, as men and women created in God's image, we have the capacity to bless others by, by using our lives and sharing our love and God's love with others. So receive his gift. Share his gift through your life. However you can do that. And it's not too late. Maybe there's someone you need to invite to your house. Maybe there's something special you need to do this Christmas. But just be open because God gave us a gift and he asked us to share his gift with others. The greatest gift that we can share is the truth that Jesus Christ gives eternal life to those who believe in him. And beyond that is to be able to share his love with others in our community. You know, I'm so proud of New Life Church family. Like, we have 
a, a couple hundred stars that are going to be given over to kids in Russia and Ukraine this Christmas. And along with those stars are going to be little gifts, and they're going to hear about the good news about Jesus. And some of those kids have been displaced because of the war, and the New Life family participated by, by, by just helping with churches over there to bless kids and families in that area. Others are going to open a box because several of our families pack these little shoe boxes to get shipped across the world. And the kids are going to open up boxes this Christmas because people like, like you and me shared with them that way. Be available to share God's gift with others this Christmas. The next verse, it says in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You'll share a lot of gifts, and guess what? Most of those you'll probably forget about today. But there's one gift that we don't ever want to forget about. And Christmas needs to be a time of thanksgiving. God gave us what we could never give to each other. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. So I hope it, in, your thing, in your Christmas celebration there is a moment of thanksgiving. A moment of acknowledgement. And you starting your Christmas here is, is a first good step towards that. We are singing, we are praising God for what he has done for us. And so I invite you to continue to do that. The team's going to come up. We're just going to sing a couple more songs, and then we're going to let you go and enjoy your family Christmas together. I thank everyone that participated today in this service. It's just a, a blessing. But go and be a blessing to each other, to your neighbors, to your community, and celebrate the greatest gift ever, Jesus Christ, Lord. And we're honored today, of course, to have the Sturge Vulcans family and and Connor Sturge is our, is our drummer here. And, and this, I asked them, would you play the little drummer boy? Because well, I like listening to Connor drum. And so that's, that was my request. Because they're offering their gifts to the Lord today. And we can just enjoy that. And that's, you know, that's, that's one of those classic kind of Christmas stories. It's not really found in the Bible. But it's just this, this idea of, of someone who says, what can I bring to the king? Well, I'll just bring what I can. And so today the team is going to bring what they can. And I encourage you to bring what you can as you worship Christ the Lord this Christmas. So as we're going to close with these last couple of songs, I'm actually going to invite you at this point, if you want and are able, to stand with us. We're going to get a little bit loud, maybe a little bit rowdy. Kids have been sitting for a while. This is your chance to, to stretch. Uh, and let's just give everything that we have.
All right, have a seat, everybody. We're just going to send you out with prayer, but would you, if you're sitting with family, okay, I don't want, you know, make it weird, but if you're sitting with your family, grab the hands of your family members, okay, you don't have to grab your stranger's hands, but grab your family members' hands as we just dedicate the rest of our day to you, to the Lord, and so, uh, you know, I know you might be hoping you could just hold that girl's hand or that guy's hand, but no, just family, all right, so uh, thank you, kids for participating, and you did a great job in the service. It was so good to have you guys worshiping as a families together. Thank you, Sturgeon and, and, and Vulcan's team. Would you give them a hand? Just thank you. They did it for the God, but thank you. And the guys back there in the booth, thank you guys. Everyone that makes this happen, and just, we really pray and, and hope that you would have a great Christmas as you celebrate Christ. So as you're holding your family's hands, let us commit the rest of our day to the Lord together. And now may... The Lord bless you. May your homes be full of hope, peace, joy, love, and Christ this Christmas. Be glorified, O oh Lord, in every celebration that we have, around the tree, around the tables. May there be open spaces for those that are hungry and needy. And thank you, Lord, for this community that which we live and for this church where we could worship. Be glorified in each home with each family as we go from here now. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Everybody said? Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Yeah.